Glory. Well, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Psalm 37. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 8. Uh, Again, I'm not into embarrassing anyone, but when the Holy Ghost moves, I'm going to obey Him rather than man. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo! You ready? Here we go. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Now, the message that the Holy Spirit gave me, he directed me right to Psalm 37. And I read this, and these points were just jumping out to me. And he said this, you're going to preach on keys to a breakthrough. Keys to a breakthrough. Now, again, let me just tell you, this is just one piece of the puzzle, right? I mean, we could, I, I could, we could spew keys uh, forever out of the Word of God. But specifically, this is for today. Amen? So the Holy Spirit directed me to Psalm 37. And as I began reading it, all these keys were illuminated to me. See, we all need breakthrough in some area of our life, don't we? And I believe that everyone here today, everyone watching, listening online right now, that you will be able to walk away from this message with a key or keys that will cause you to break through the resistance that you might be feeling in your life. So, right? So all these keys might not be for you, but some might. So pay very close attention as I'm bringing some things up. The Holy Spirit is going to illuminate some things and say, well, that one's for you. Okay? Here we go. You ready? The first key to a breakthrough is found in verse 1. Don't allow yourself to fret, fear, or worry because of evildoers. Now, the definition of the word fret is this. Listen to this. Is to be constantly or visibly worried or anxious. Constantly or visibly worried or anxious. See, it is possible to be in fret to be in fear, anxiety, and worry. It's impossible to be in those things and faith at the same time. You cannot be in fret, fear, worry, anxiety, and faith at the same time. That is why it will hinder your breakthrough, okay? Now, many Christians have their eyes on the wrong thing. Again, I say it all the time. This is a focus issue. Say focus. The kingdom of darkness is constantly trying to shift your focus away from the Word of God to stop you from breaking through into the blessing zone for your life. It's, it's a shift of perspective. It's, he's constantly trying to get you off course. It's like a top, right? A top is spinning so nicely, and then someone comes along and just taps it just a little bit, and all of a sudden that thing's all wonky. Are you following me? 
That's what the enemy's trying to do. When we're in right standing with God, man, we're a top that's spinning flawlessly, perfectly. It looks beautiful. But when we give place to the enemy, we start to look wonky. You like that word? Yeah. So get your eyes off of the evildoers and focus back on God and his word. Go with me to Proverbs 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. We, Crystal brought this up in the uh, Faith and Healing School. And it's so powerful. Proverbs 4, 20 through 27. And I bring these, sometimes I bring scriptures up. You'll, you'll be like, didn't you just bring this up three weeks ago? Yeah, I probably did. All right. You know why? Because I'm taking it from a different perspective every time. The, the word of God is so deep that you could bring up the same scripture every week and see a different application for it in your life. You following me? So here we go. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of the heart, uh, spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Again, focus, focus, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not let, uh, do not turn to the right or to, or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Now, here's what I want to point out. This is interesting. You ready? Your natural sight is connected to your heart. Now, I'm not talking about the physical pump of your heart. I'm talking about your spirit, man. I'm talking about your soul. Amen? So your natural sight, what you see, that's why it's so important to be careful what you're putting before your eyes. That's why the Word says, put the Word before you constantly. Because if you don't, you're going to forget. Let me hide your Word in my heart, Lord, that I would not sin against you. The whatever you're looking at is what's filling your heart. Are you following me? And so what your natural sight's connected to your heart, and your heart... Or spiritual man has spiritual vision, and your heart is connected to your mouth. The abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay, now when you look, when you look at your physical, uh, when you look at something with your physical eyes, it affects your heart or your spiritual vision. Okay, or you could say it this way: your perspective. That's why your perspective is off. You're watching the wrong thing. You're looking at the wrong thing, right? Listen to this, and that will affect your words, and that will then affect your actions. It's a chain reaction. Let me break it down like this. Ready? Natural eyes, heart, spiritual vision, words, actions. It's a, you see the chain of command there? Your, you, what you see with your natural eyes affects your heart, which will affect your spiritual vision. Then your words, it'll affect your words, and your words will affect your actions. That, so that's why... Everything you have done, the fruit of your life right now, the actions that you've done, it all comes down to that chain reaction right there. Change what you're looking at. Change what you're filling your heart, and then you'll change your life. Amen? Amen. That's why keeping the Word of God in your heart is even health to your flesh, because it will protect you from giving place to the devil with your spoken words and actions. 
It will keep your faith and emotions, ready for this, within the boundaries of the Word of God, which is what? The blessing zone. Say blessing zone. Does anybody here want to be in the blessing zone? Some of y'all might be living in the twilight zone. You need to get out of that one. Come on, somebody. Give it into the blessing zone. Here we go. The next key. We're going to go deeper. Say deeper. The next key to breakthrough is this. Not to be envious of workers of iniquity. Okay? Now, what's iniquity? Iniquity is sin, but it's even a little bit more than that. Iniquity is this. It's a weakness toward or being bent toward a specific sin. It's right on the borderline of generational curses. If there's something that runs through your family line, alcoholism, you name it, whatever it is, it's, it's something where you're, it's bent toward that you're going to have to fight against. Say iniquity. This one trips up a lot of Christians, all right, and hinders a spiritual breakthrough in their life. Right here, envy. Say envy. Here we go. Envy is a spiritual cancer. That will eat your spiritual life away. The word envy, are you ready for this? The word envy is defined as this. A feeling of discontented or a resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions or qualities. Or a desire to have a quality, possession, or other desirable attribute belonging to someone else. Now, now i got to break this up. Say, break it down. Here it is. There is envy and then there is jealousy. They're different. Envy is wanting what someone else has. Jealousy is feeling threatened or protective or fearful of, one, of losing one's position or situation to someone else. Let me just say that again. They're different. I, you know, you, it, it, when you hear them, you think envy, jealousy, yeah, they're the same, but they're not. Envy is wanting what someone else has. Jealousy is feeling threatened, protective, or fearful of losing one's position or situation to someone else. Here's the deal. You ready for this? All envy is evil. All envy is evil. But jealousy can be evil, but jealousy can also be healthy. Yeah, getting a little quiet on me here. Let me tell you this. Spouses should have a healthy jealousy to protect the marriage covenant. You following me? God is a jealous God. So we know just by the fact that God is a jealous God, there must be a righteous jealousy. Because there is no sin in God. But all envy is evil. Are you following me? So the root of envy is discontentment because of seeing someone else's life and stuff that they have. The Word of God tells us in 1 Timothy 6.6, listen, that godliness with contentment is great gain. So when envy is present, it's impossible to have godliness. And there is a lack of contentment because you want what that person has. Are you following me, somebody? All envy is evil. Amen? All right, now, so this this scripture says don't be envious of evildoers. It might look like these evildoers in the world are winning, but they're not. 
That's where you got to get your perspective straight. You're too stuck in the flow of a worldliness and you're viewing things from a worldly perspective and not from the Word of God. You following me? So when you try to do or get things outside of God's way of doing it, outside of the Word of God, lying, cheating, whatever, you're opening yourself up to the enemy and eventually you will fall as Psalm 37 verse 2 points out. Are you following me? Now, go to 1 John. 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. So envy and jealousy are separate. All envy is evil. Jealousy mm, depends. Now, spouses, that doesn't give you... I'm telling you, don't you go out and start to get all, all destructive jealousy on your husband or wife. Are you following me? Because there is a destructive jealousy. Amen? In fact, the Bible speaks of a spirit of jealousy. A spirit of jealousy. There's literally a demon of jealousy. Alright? So, First John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Here it goes. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Oh, I got to have a bigger house. Oh, I got to have a better sports car. I got to have this. I got to the pride of life. Is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away. Get your perspective straight. And the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So here's what, here, ready for this? The lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That is the definition. When I'm talking about the world system, that's what I'm talking about. That is all the world has to offer your life. Those three things. That's all this fallen world. That's all the enemy is going to try to use to, th- to get you off kilter in your spiritual walk. All right? So... Um, So we need to get envy and unhealthy jealousy out of our life. Amen? Envy and unhealthy jealousy can only manifest when there's a lack of love and a lack of faith. Because you're looking at the wrong thing. Right? Come on. We've all done it, right? You you turn on the TV and you see these millionaires. You know, they're, they're, I mean, they're so far into sin. They're so far away from Christ. And we're like, man, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. Well... You probably wouldn't be saying that if you knew what their eternal destination was. Are you following me? In the parable of the sower in Mark chapter 4, Jesus said these things. Do you think, do you think if Jesus tells us to look out and be cautious for something, we'd probably better listen, right? Jesus said these three things would choke the seed of the Word of God in our heart and cause it to be unfruitful. Ready? The cares of this world the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things not connected to the kingdom of God. Those, those are, Jesus said, any, those are the three things that will literally choke out the word. So we need to guard our heart from the seed eaters that the enemy and the flesh are tempting us with. Allow the seed of God's word to take root on the inside of you and grow. Amen? Here we go. The next key to breakthrough. 
is found in Psalm 37, 3. Trust, to trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Now, I want you to notice something here. God separates those two. God separates those two. All right? He said, trust in the Lord and do good. Both are required for a breakthrough in your life, spiritually speaking. There are Christians that trust God, but they're not putting action to what God has told them to do. And then there are some that do really good things, but they're not trusting God. You need both for the breakthrough. Are you following me? See, they're, maybe they're in fear or some other wrong motive of the heart. Go to Isaiah chapter 1 with me. Isaiah chapter 1. This passage here is powerful. Don't ever forget this passage right here. Isaiah 1. 19 through 20. You need both for a breakthrough. Trust in the Lord and do good. If you're not trusting the Lord, you're doing something good, guess what the Bible calls it? A dead work. There's no life in it. You need both for the breakthrough. Okay? Isaiah 1, 19 through 20. It says, if, say if. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But... If you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Now, the devouring comes from the enemy. God's just saying, if you want to be in the blessing zone and be blessed, do what I tell you to do, right? Now, here's the deal. You must have both of these points to be in the breakthrough blessing zone. You must be willing and obedient. Say willing and obedient. To eat the good of the land. So, in other words, to break through into the blessing zone, to even qualify for it, you need to be willing and obedient. Here it is. Willing deals with our attitude. Willing deals with our perspective. Willing deals with our motive for doing what we're doing. If that's off, forget about it. Obedient deals with our actions. All right? So, again, both willing and obedient must be active to be, walk in the blessing. So you might be doing good things, but your attitude is holding you back. You might have a great attitude, but you're not stepping out and being obedient to the instructions the Holy Spirit has given you. Again, I'm, I'm giving us some things, some points to think about. Are you getting this today? Just giving us some points here to think about. Allow the Holy Spirit just to highlight areas, maybe that I'm talking about here, that might be hindering your breakthrough. I believe it's right on because why would I feel led to preach this if nobody had this issue? Then I'm just wasting our time. Then, you know what, let's just go out for lunch. Let's go. Let's go. And then we can watch some Gilligan's Island and, and get our family. Right? There's a reason why the Holy Spirit gave me this message. He's trying to speak to us. Amen? Alright? So, the Holy Spirit wants us to get unstuck, all right? He wants you to receive every blessing that Jesus provided for you through his stripes, death, burial, and resurrection, okay? That's the function of the Holy Spirit, that he's, he wants you to cooperate with him. He's trying to lead you to take hold of every blessing. He's the executor of the will that Jesus left for us. He's, come on somebody, he's the one saying, hey, 
This, you know, it's like having a good lawyer who's looking over that insurance paperwork, saying, "Hey, this belongs to you. You need to take advantage of this." Are you? Fo- I apologize if anyone is an insurance agent in here or watching online. I know I got to deal with that bitterness in my heart. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. No, listen to this. The next key to breakthrough is found in Psalm 37:3. Ready? To dwell in the land and feed on God's faithfulness. I want you to notice it separates those. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. To dwell or remain in the land means this. Are you ready for this? This is what the Holy Spirit showed me. He said it means to be where God is calling you to be in the perfect will of your life and stay there. Stay there. Don't leave where God has planted you. It is possible to dwell in the land and not feed on God's faithfulness when a problem arises. Are you following me? And it's possible to feed on God's faithfulness from the past and not dwell in the land or stay in the perfect will of God. All right? The full provision and breakthrough for your life is only found in the perfect will of God for your life. See, here's the thing. I put a, a Facebook status out this week. God even has the perfect church or fellowship that he wants you to connect with. Do you know that? I kind of chuckle when people think it's kind of up to them because it's really not. Because the Holy Spirit knows the perfect fellowship. He knows the perfect church that he wants you to plug into. Acts 17, 28, the Holy Spirit brought that, that verse to me. It says, in him we live, move, and have our being. Say, in him. That means in his perfect will for your life. Right? Now, you can, of course, you can go to any church or fellowship you want because you have a free will, right? But the Holy Spirit, I I, I just felt like I needed to talk about this today. The Holy Spirit has a specific church that fits you perfectly, that has your spiritual provision and, 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 you know, everything you need in that place to equip you for your calling. Now, here's, here's what I want to, an example of what I'm trying to talk about here. All right. So in the past, I've had people who came to our healing and deliverance services. They, they just come to one. I don't know them from Adam or Eve. You know, I don't know who they are. And they say, hey, you know, I'm, I want to help and in, in cast out devils at your service. Right. I mean, well, praise God. But I don't know them. Are you following me, somebody? So there are many reasons for getting connected and planted in a local church. And one of, the advan- one of the advantages is getting planted where the pastor and leaders can get to know you. Are you following me? I mean, I- I- I'm not going to go out and give someone keys to my car and house that I don't know. I'm sure in the heck not going to let them minister in our service and I have no idea who they are. Right? And I haven't heard from that person again. Right? So, I mean, I just sit back and I just kind of, I'm kind of like, oh, great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Then I just sit back for a few months, see if they show up. See if they want to get to know me. Are you following me? And they don't. It's like, ah, another one bites the dust on that one. Okay. Right? All right. I, I just, it happens all the time in, in churches and pastors, you know. Oh, you know, they hand you the card, they want to preach there, but they never connect with you. 
I'm not going to give anybody the fault that I don't know, that I don't trust. Are you following me? All right. So, um, the body of Christ is about building relationships. And that is the advantage of getting planted in a local church. The church where the Holy Spirit is calling you to get planted. Right? Because then I and the leaders, we can plant, we can fit you in to where your perfect gifts and callings are. That's the advantage of it. Amen? I mean, there's some people I see such gifts on them. And it's like, man, God, you could really use them. But they don't put their roots somewhere. Look at Psalm 92. Psalm 92. I want to show you something here. Are you following me? And I'm not, I'm not just pumping up Living Waters Chapel. I'm saying you better be where God wants you to be. If this place isn't for you, we, we want you to be where you're going to prosper. Amen? Hallelujah. I personally think it's one of the best kept secrets in Tuscola County, but who am I, right? I mean... All right. You know, every pastor better think their church is the best church, right? Or else what are they doing here? Where's the confidence, right? I have confidence that people who get plugged into this church, I'm going to equip you guys with the word of God. And you're going to be able to minister with the fire of the Holy Ghost when you leave. Come on. Amen. If a pastor doesn't have confidence in that, get out of ministry. Now, here we go. Psalm 92. Psalm 92. 12 through 15. It says this. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Here it is. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. So those that, I love that. The Holy Spirit just illuminated that to me. You know, some people think that church isn't important. It is. It is hugely important, especially as we as the days uh, of the end times were in. We need each other. Amen? So it's hard for anything to grow in the natural and spiritually. It's hard for anything to grow or be healthy if it's constantly uprooting itself and disturbing the growth process. Are you following me? Get planted where God wants you to be. That is where your breakthrough is. And then you can feed on His faithfulness. Then you can draw strength from His faithfulness. Amen? When a trial comes up in your life, or, or, a, or a lack of provision, listen to this. I want you to do this. I always do this. When, when something major hits, I'm, I always ask, the Holy Spirit, this, am I where you want me to be? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do right now? Always ask that question. Am I where I should be right now? And here's what the Holy Spirit said. He said, if you have peace on the inside, that you are in the right place at the right time, your job is this, to feed on the faithfulness of God then and stay planted where you're at. Don't run. Too many Christians are running. Running. They're running. Come on, somebody. But if you don't have peace on the inside, you better go to that place where the Holy Spirit's calling you because that's where your provision is. That's where your peace is waiting for you. Now, here, uh, this is going to be powerful. I love this. The prophet Elijah learned this in his life, to be willing and obedient, and he fed on the faithfulness of God. Go to 1 Kings chapter 17. 
1 Kings 17. The prophet Elijah. Powerful account here. We're going to look at verses 1 through 9. Say, get planted. Right? I mean, if you constantly uproot something, it's, it's disturbing the growth process. All right? 1 Kings 17, 1 through 9. And it says, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord of God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, to Elijah. Get away from there and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. All right. It's not black rock steak, but you know. Verse 5. So he, <laughs> so he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Uh Uh-oh. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise and go to Zarephath which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to to provide for you. Now, God gave Elijah specific instructions and a specific location where to be. God said, the ravens will feed you there. You ready for this? You better be there where God is calling you to be in your life. If you're not there... You're always going to be lacking. If you're not there, there's never going to be peace in your life. Is someone following me in here? If you're lacking provision, if you're feeling like there's a hindrance, it might be because you are not there. Where God's commanded the ravens, or we could say his angels to feed you. And then the brook dried up. God told Elijah to go to Zarephath and a widow there would provide for him. If Elijah wouldn't have been obedient to the exact instructions from the Lord, he would have starved to death. Are you following me? There are some listening to me that you are spiritually starving because you are not in the place called there. You are following comfort. You're following tradition. You're following your flesh and not the leading of the Holy Ghost. And it will suck the spiritual life right out of you. It will cause you problems in your life that could have been avoided by simple willingness and obedience. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But listen, if you still have breath in your lungs... It is not too late to seek the Lord and obey the Holy Spirit to get down to that brook where the ravens will feed you. It's not too late to get back to Zarephath to meet that divine appointment of provision in your life. Amen? So, come on. Stop wandering aimlessly and get to that place called there. The key to breakthrough is to agree with the Holy Spirit and obey Him. That is the key right there to a blessed life. Amen? 
He sees what we don't see. He has heard things we didn't hear. He is setting up divine appointments right now for your life that you know nothing about. But willingness and obedience will unlock those divine appointments. You see, I didn't know. I mean, I, you know, I was working for FedEx, you know, and I was, it was a computer job. And I've been calling out to the Lord for years. Lord, please get me back into full-time ministry. I want to pastor again. Get me back into that place. I had no idea what was going on up in Carroll, Michigan. But God did. Are you following me? I'm telling you right now. Some of you are feeling that despair. You're feeling that hopelessness. And I'm telling you right now by the Holy Ghost, there is a divine appointment being set up in your life now and you don't even know it. Think about that. The next key to breakthrough is found in Psalm 37, 4. To delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. This is a fun one. This is a fun one. If you really want to break through spiritually, it is a requirement that you must come to the place in your life. You must come to the place that you take joy in your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Every action... Every word, every prayer, reading the Word of God, going to church, praising and worshiping Him, every dynamic of your relationship with Him stems from this one thing. Delight yourself in Him with all of it. If you find any of those things burdensome, there's a hindrance spiritually in your life. Oh, it's getting real quiet up in here right now. It's kind of spooky. Here we go. Our Heavenly Father will give us the desires of our heart. Desires, more than one. Think about that. But the requirement is this, that we genuinely, not fake, don't fake it till you make it, because He knows your heart. The requirement is that we genuinely delight ourselves in Him, in His plan, in His purpose, in our relationship with Him. Are you following me? Now, delight Let's, let's do some terminology here. Delight is defined as this, as great pleasure or to please greatly. Okay, so pleasure was in the definition of delight. Let's, pleasure is defined as this. It's defined as a feeling of happiness or joyful satisfaction and enjoyment. Oh, satisfaction's in that one. Let's take the next one. You ready? Satisfaction is defined as fulfillment of one's desires or wishes, expectations or needs. You must come to the point in your life with God that God fulfills all your wishes, desires and expectations and needs. This is what I'm trying to get to right here. In other words, this, you are not looking to the world or any other person to delight in other than God. If you're searching for delight in anything apart from your relationship with God, you know what that's called? Idolatry. That is when, uh, come on, that is when he, he will give you the desires of your heart when you get rid of the idols in your life. Amen? Because at that point, when you delight yourself into Him, you have a heart then that's connected. Say connected. 
that's connected to His. And that's when you will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit very clearly. You will sense the promptings of the Holy Spirit on the inside. The fact of the matter is this. Some of y'all are stuck spiritually because you are not delighting yourself in the Lord. It's a burden for you to come to church. It's a burden for you to open the Word. It's a burden to... Are you following me? I'm talking about it needs to be genuine delight in Him. 1 Corinthians 14.1 instructs us to pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, right? If our heart is truly connected to our Heavenly Father, we are going to delight in Him. And that switches our thought life or mindset from a carnal mindset to a spiritual mindset. You following me? How many of you know God is love? It says pursue love, right? But how do you know God? How many of you know God is love? So to pursue true love is to pursue Him, to pursue His heart. And then it tells us to desire spiritual gifts, especially to prophesy. Listen to this. Are you ready for this? We are to first pursue Him before we can trust the desires of our heart. If He doesn't delight you, don't trust your heart. Oh, come on, somebody. We are to pursue love. Listen to this. We are to pursue love before we are to pursue even spiritual gifts and to prophesy. Why? Because when we first pursue Him and we connect with Him, then we speak His heart. When He is not a delight to us and we're not pursuing Him, guess what can happen? The flesh speaks. Are you following me? So before, notice it, it says pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Keep it in that order. Because when you get out of that order, that's when someone's going to get hurt. Are you following me? Amen? We got to speak the heart of God. So if you're not pursuing God and delighting in Him, again, I want to say it one more time. Don't trust your heart. Because when you're connected to Him, it's going to affect your desires. We can't always trust our desires. How many times, oh man, when it, that it, we can get in such deception that we're pursuing something and God's saying, I'm not calling you to do this. I'm not even, that's your own fleshly desire wanting to do this. Delight in me and I will lead you in the right path. Think about it. Again, there is a reason the Holy Spirit put delight yourself in the Lord before he will give you the desires of your heart. James even says that in our prayer life, it's possible to ask what? A miss. Meaning you just missed the bullseye and you're not going to get what you're asking for. Are you seeing how it just, the Bible just kind of comes together like this, doesn't it? All these, the, the Word of God confirms itself. It never contradicts itself. Amen? If you feel like your prayers are dry and being hindered, the first thing you need to work on, are you ready for this? Delight yourself in the Lord. Just work on that one little thing. Just work on that one little thing. Let Him satisfy you. Don't let the almighty dollar satisfy you. Don't uh, come on, somebody. In fact, he better come before your spouse. In fact, the reason you're probably having marriage problems is because he's not first. Come on, somebody. Woo, that's some marriage counseling right there. Amen. Glory to God. 
I just felt a nice flow there with that. Mm. Here we go. I want to connect a couple of verses here that the Holy Spirit showed me. So if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart, right? We established that. Delight in him, he's going to give us our desires of our heart. Now, as I mentioned earlier, 1 Timothy 6, 6, it says that godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is, say, great gain. Contentment is found in your relationship with your heavenly Father, and then he satisfies your heart. Uh, in life. Amen. So godliness or holiness, right? Or being content and satisfied in the Lord is great gain And the Holy Spirit connected this. Are you ready for this? Delighting yourself in the Lord, letting him satisfy you is great gain because of this. The Holy Spirit said, because I will then give you the desires of your heart. There's a gain. There's a gain. Are you following me? Delight yourself in him. He gives you the desires. Godliness with contentment in your relationship with him is great gain because he's going to make you profit in every area of your life. You following me? Now, so remember the verse, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. There is great gain in our life when we put him first. But the flesh wants to take over, doesn't it? The flesh just wants things, wants things. Why? Because getting into a relationship with somebody takes work. Come on, somebody. That's why you got people in the world that are going around sleeping with everyone instead of developing the relationship that God wants them to have. Are you following me, somebody? Because it's just it's it's easy enough just to go sleep with someone instead of building a, a good godly relationship. Amen. Come on, somebody. I mean, sometimes we treat God like a spiritual prostitute. Oh yeah, I said it. God, I only want you. Oh, there's something wrong in my life. Oh God, I need you right now. I need you right now. Oh, everything's great. Oh God, I don't need you right now. A spiritual prostitute. God wants relationship. He wants us to do, delight ourselves in him at all times, the good times, the bad times, whatever it is you're going through, stay close to him. Amen? The next key to breakthrough is found in Psalm 37, 5. To commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Commit to him and trust him. They must both be active in your life. Come on, commit your way to the Lord and trust in him and then he will bring it. You must settle it in your heart that no matter what the enemy, no matter what the world come against you with, God, I'm committing my way to you. It doesn't matter what my boss says. Come on, somebody. I will not go in the wide path of the world and sin. My heart is fixed on you, Lord. It's set on you. I will trust your word even when it doesn't make sense to my natural mind. Even when I want to lash out in the flesh. I'm going to love my enemy. I'm going to flip the script on the devil. Come on, somebody. You need to commit your way to the Lord. And I promise you, He will bless you. Yes, we're going to get persecution. 
It's not going to be an easy walk. Are you following me? We live on a hell-bent world, in a hell-bent world here. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulation. I pro- Jesus said we would. In fact, that's, that's a promise. It's a promise. But that's why the Word constantly is encouraging us. Commit yourself to Him. Commit yourself to Him. I'm not going to stray. Amen? The next key to breakthrough is found in Psalm 37, 7. To rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. If He's telling us, if He's commanding us to rest in Him and to wait for Him, guess what the temptation from the enemy is going to be? To run ahead from Him or to or not be in line with Him. Right? It's not going to be to rest and not to be patient. Here is what the Holy Ghost said. Don't fall behind and don't run ahead. The Holy Spirit is the parakletos. That literally means this. The one called alongside to help. Some of you left him behind. Some of you are way behind because he's telling you to move forward and you're not. But he's the one what? Called alongside to help. Don't run ahead. Don't fall behind. Are you following me, somebody? Timing. I said this before and I'll say it again. Timing in the kingdom of God is everything. God's timing is perfect. We must learn to put our flesh under and be patient. I'm telling you this. It even has got to come to the point where you're so patient, you're not going to do anything until the Holy Ghost has to nudge you off of that. Come on, somebody. I mean, you got to be to the point of patient to where you're just... Nope, every part of your flesh is going to want to do this thing, but you know you can't. You know you really don't have peace about that. But you need to be patient to the point where you say, Lord, I'm not doing anything until I know that I know that it's the Holy Ghost. Man, if you will do that, the blessings will chase you down. And God will honor your patience. Are you following me? So be patient and do things God's way. And the last key I want to bring up here, the last key to breakthrough I want to mention in this message at least, is found in Psalm 37, 8. And this is what he says. Cease from anger, forsake, uh, forsake wrath, and do not fret. Okay? Now, what I find interesting is this. Remember, I'm talking about keys to a breakthrough. Some of y'all maybe have some anger. You have wrath and you're fretting about everything. That can hinder a breakthrough. Right after it names those things, it literally says this. It only causes harm. Say harm. Those things, if you are doing those things, the only thing it will bring into your life is harm. How many of you want harm in your life? None of us. Thank you. Oh, great. Awesome. I got a smart congregation here. If the Bible says these things will cause harm, we better do everything we can do to get rid of these three things out of our life. Amen? Anger, wrath, and fretting will only cause harm. You will give place to the devil in your soul and in your body and in a family. Okay? So cease from it and trust God. Get your focus back on the Word of God. Amen? Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, okay? That's, that's the Holy Spirit's way of saying, deal with it now! Because it's only going to cause harm, amen? It's only going to... See, then that anger, remember? A root, it, unresolved anger. Unresolved anger always turns into a 
root of bitterness. A root, root. And a root always bears fruit. Think about that. So deal with it. Some may be holding on to anger, wrath, and fret. And this has been hindering your breakthrough, okay? So one of the greatest tools against Christians is this. Tempting Christians to be and stay offended toward other people. All right? Your spouse. I'm not your boss. I'm, I'm going deep here. Amen? All right? So you need to let it go. Let it go. And this is what you need to do. You ready? You need to trust. You need to dwell in. You need to feed on. You need to delight yourself in. You need to commit to. You need to rest in the will of God for your life. You will experience breakthrough that will blow your natural mind as you enter into the blessing zone. Let's stand up in this place. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father God, I pray that there would be a spirit of wisdom and revelation upon all of us in this building right now. That, Lord, whatever is hindering us from breaking through into greater things, Lord, whatever I spoke on, Lord, illuminate it in our hearts. That we would work on it, Lord. We want to delight ourselves in you. We want to commit to you. So, Lord, minister to each one here. Now, maybe there's someone in this building right now. You have never made Jesus Lord of your life. I'm telling you right now, don't leave this place without doing it. Because when the moment you take your last breath, it's done. Game over, your eternity is sealed. Nobody's going to pray you out of a purgatory. There is no purgatory. There is heaven, there is hell. Hell will eventually get thrown into the lake of fire for eternity. And hell was not created for you. Hell was created for the devil and his evil angels. But if you want to take the penalty for your own sin, you're more than welcome to do that. But I don't want to see that. So if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want you to come forward and I want you to give him your life today. Give him everything you got. Let him turn your life around. You will look back and you'll be thinking, why didn't I do this years and years ago when I first heard the gospel message? Maybe there's someone in here, you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. Uh, you're, you don't know. If you died right now, there's no confidence. You need to come forward. Too big of a gamble. Too big of a gamble. Amen. Let's just do this today to rededicate your life to the Lord. Maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. When you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes within. But the Holy Spirit baptism is where He comes upon you. Acts 1-8, to be a witness, to have power to be a witness for Jesus Christ. We need the Holy Ghost's power, His ability, His strength to flow through us. Amen? Now, maybe you need a, a physical healing. You want to pray for anything else. I'll stay as long as I can. Uh, Barry, uh, there's a sign-up sheet, right? Okay. Uh, we forgot to mention it er- earlier. Um, so there's a sign-up sheet on the back table if, for the business meeting on March 26th. We're going to have food there. So we just want a general head count. So if you guys want to come out and see the books and what, what we're doing uh, financially and all that, come on out. There's no secrets here. Amen? Amen. Don't you hate that when a church is like secret lockdown? We're not. We'll open the books. If you want to see them, we'll open them up. Amen? So get here March 26th at 5 o'clock and sign your name on that back table. All right? Um, gosh, what a great service today. Amen? God is doing wonderful things. So, Father, I pray right now that you would encamp every person 
right now with your holy angels and camp their vehicles. Lord, give them a wonderful week. Let the presence of the Holy Ghost go with them in a mighty way. Fill their homes, fill their vehicles, workplaces. Lord, I pray you would use them in a mighty way and breakthrough would come like never before in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Love you all. We'll see you soon. Have a great week, everyone.